welcome back to another episode of the only playbook thanks for joining us everybody uh we're happy to be here again recording our second episode of this week uh i'm sweet car i got shashot Shovit, the usuals how are we feeling today oh man you know what just happened i don't want to talk about it uh christian mccaffrey just got hurt so it's a little little gloomy out here in the fantasy world yeah, I have him on my team, number one pick. Yeah, who's his backup? Chubba. Chubba. Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubba. Chubba Chubba. But after this game ends, it might be Freeman. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We'll see. Chubba Hubba's nickname should be like Bubba Hubba, like the gum. I'm like, sure his There's got to be some kind of name. I bet his mom calls him Bubba. <laughs> Bubba Hubba. Hubba Bubba. Anyways, yeah, morbid start here because we're recording live during uh, Thursday Night Football, right? It's currently going on. Usually we record our episodes on Fridays, but I am actually headed to Brooklyn, New York this weekend, so... Uh, get to hang out with the GF. Shout out to my GF. And so we're recording Thursday during the game. Um, first quarter, Christian McCaffrey goes down with a hamstring injury is what they called it, right? Mm-hmm. And you were talking about how quickly they were to uh, rule him out. Rule him out which, yeah. What does that mean like it's, from your perspective? I mean, they got to take his pants off, first of all. <laughs> so that takes a while, right? Um, no, but they took him to the tent. And while he was still in the tent, the doctor notified the team that he's not coming back in. So that's not a good sign. Usually they try to stretch it out, warm it up, whatever. But he was pretty sure it was a hamstring. So this is a big deal. He said, it's the Texans. Don't worry about it. Take <laughs> yeah, a day we'll, off. We'll be good. Yeah. Meanwhile, Texans are almost in the red zone. 17-6. to six, Rookie quarterback driving the ball. Well, that statement didn't age very well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm a little late. <laughs> See? <laughs> Sam Darnold uh, looks pretty good so far in the first half, right? Yeah. And DJ Moore has been, I think, the X factor so far. Yep. Uh, I know you're playing against him. So yeah, I didn't want to bring it up. It's a touchy subject. There's a lot of touchy stuff going on here <laughs> with this Thursday night I'm game. I'm playing against him in two leagues right now. I'm getting murdered 17 yeah. points. It's brutal, guys. It's brutal. But again, we're talking football, and we again, nothing we enjoy more than doing this. So uh, thank you all for joining us. Again, real quickly, want to shout out our sh- social media. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk about it every time. Uh, we're on every platform, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um so yeah, again, we want to be able to put out as much stuff as possible uh, and be able to help you guys out, right, with informative information down to the wire right before Sunday. So uh, feel free to give us a follow. Uh, if you're not following us, we talked about it last week. We're hitting on a lot of the stuff that we're predicting, um, especially from a fantasy start and sit perspective. So uh, again, give us a follow. We really appreciate it. And we are going to continue yeah. to just bring you guys as much content as possible. Yeah, we're also an Anchor FM. So if you don't have Spotify and you want to just listen to us on your desktop or you know download the Anchor FM app, you can definitely listen to us uh, on there. And it's uh, everything is... Is kosher on and, there and google podcast and google podcast that's right we are everywhere yeah. we're, we're basically in, just all up in your face yeah. so you might as well <laughs> listen to us at this point because we're not going away in your sleep yeah um, but again we really appreciate the support so far that we've gotten it's been amazing amazing um but again like we were talking about thursday night football is currently live so we'll try to update you as the game goes or as the podcast goes if we get you know big plays or anything that's worth talking about um but let's dive right into this episode again what we're talking about is this week's slate of games we have I don't know how many games, all the games on Sunday, and then we have Monday Night Football this week. So yeah. uh want to go through all those games, but we're going to start with the first segment that we have um, been doing on this show so far, and it's my segment, Buy Stock, Sell Stock. Uh, I'm going to give you two players that I'm buying this week, two players that I'm selling this week. Um, so let's just kick it off. Uh, first things first, I am going to buy Atlanta Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts. I know Kyle Pitts has been somebody that I think coming out of the draft, everybody was like, it's as surefire as Kyle Pitts, right? There's there's no boomer bust. There's no what are, you, what are we going to get from him? He is a bona fide star. Showed that at Florida. And again, two weeks in, it hasn't been um, anything amazing. Obviously, he's still getting some targets, getting some catches here and there, but he hasn't had his breakout game yet. And I am fully expecting week three to be his coming out party. Uh, they're going against the Giants. Giants 
two through, through two weeks are 29th against opposing tight ends and fantasy points get allowed. Uh, he led the team in yards last week as well, so it feels like every week that goes, for, especially for a rookie, he's going to get his feet under him, and it's only going to get better. And, like, Matt Ryan just needs people, right? He needs yeah. reliable targets outside of Calvin Ridley, and Pitts fits that bill. And so um, I think he's going to be a mismatch for just about anybody on the other side of the defense. doesn't matter what team he's playing, and I expect Week 3 to be his breakout. What do you guys think? Yeah, I like that. I think from a fantasy perspective, he'll do great. But can he block, though? Because if Matt Ryan can't get him the ball, it's not going to work. It, it it makes you wonder if eventually they just move him into like a wide receiver role and they bring in their backup like blocking tight end to play tight end. Honestly, yeah. that might work because he basically looks like Julio anyways. Dude, So I didn't even know it was him on the field when we were watching him. Right. He's yeah. wearing the single-digit number, I think, right? And he looks just so slender like a receiver. And you're like, that's Kyle Pitts? Um, <laughs> yeah, good pick, good pick. I think against the Giants, Kyle Pitts has a uh, coming-out party. Like yeah. You mentioned. So, I, yeah. It's, it's, I, I expect it to fully happen. And yeah. so that is my first buy of the week, guys. My first sell of the week, and I'm sad to sell this boy because he is my scary Mac daddy. Terry McLaurin, I am selling this week. Damn, um, you're putting your McLaren F1 in the garage? Yeah, dude. It's, it's tough to park that bad boy in there when it, she's so pretty. But every once in a while, you know. Needs that rest. Yeah. Okay, okay. Terry McLaurin is going to have a really, really tough matchup this week, right? And I don't even know if it just starts with Terry McLaurin himself, but the Bills' defense is formidable. The Redskins are going against the Bills. Um, and my biggest concern is what's Taylor Heineke going to do? And so if he's not getting the ball out quickly, if he can't find McLaurin, if he's getting rushed and he's got to scramble, I think that just poses a, the biggest uh, I guess roadblock in McLaurin's way from having another successful fantasy week. Uh, it's a couple things I want to note is the Bills – or Terry McLaurin has not had back-to-back 100-yard games mm-hmm. since he came into the league, right? He had 111 yards or 107 yards last week, uh, something worth noting. And the Bills have held opposing number one receivers to less than 75 yards uh, through two weeks. So they are about as tough as a matchup as, as matchups come. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be going against Tredavious White all, all game probably, probably just yeah. going to get shadowed, and White's one of the best shutdown corners in the league. So I just don't like that matchup. I've I feel like most people will still feel the need to start him just yeah, because yeah. of where they, he's drafted. They, right, right. They and should probably start him. should, right? Yeah, probably yeah. should. Most people don't have the luxury of benching your number one wide receiver. Right, right. But I just think you guys should temper your expectations because, again, he's coming off a week where it seemed like every other ball was going to him. Um, I'm not worried about him long term, but this week I am going to sell t- Terry McLaurin. Uh, my first or my second buy of the week is going to be no other than George Kittle. I know a lot of people are wondering about George Kittle because um, outside of his formidable blocking, he's been really not a non-factor in the passing game. And he's what second tight end that goes off the board typically yeah. in drafts. So. Yeah. Uh, people expect a lot out of him. I know, Shovet, you expect a lot oh, out of yeah. him. And hopefully you're excited to hear that I expected him to pop off in week three, right? Two weeks, he's been too good. You know, he's too good to be this subpar. You have to remember that. Uh, and like we said, he's doing his thing in the run blocking game. So we know he's healthy. Like health is not the issue. And that's a big, you know, sigh of relief for most folks because that's what you initially wonder. The Packers ranked 30th against op- opposing tight ends so far this year. And they've given up three touchdowns in two weeks to tight ends. And yeah. one was Juwan Johnson, who I'm sure nobody's heard of, really. Yeah, he got two touchdowns. Yeah, he had two touchdowns week one. Last week, Hawkinson had the other had a touchdown. So uh, they're giving up touchdowns to tight ends. Yeah, I like Georgie Porgy. He's been lo- <laughs> making me lose a lot of sleep. Uh, but uh, I did go out and tr- uh, place a trade for him. <laughs> I traded uh, uh, Elijah Mitchell and Chase for uh, George Kittle. So I'm hoping, I am hoping that Kittle has a bounce back game. I know we talked about last week that he's been blocking. He's been putting the work. Now it's time Pancakes. to do some catching. Give that boy the ball. Give him the ball, man. Feed Come the beast, on. honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I am absolutely buying George Kittle week three. Uh, my last sell of the week, guys, I am going to sell 
both uh, Bills running back Devin Singletary. Singletary's coming off a really big game, right? On the stat sheet, it looks like he had a formidable game considering that the Bills are uh, Josh Allen first offense anyways. They barely run the ball. They throw the ball 40 times a game. And so people looking at his stat line last week are like, okay, is this some kind of trend for Singletary? I fully don't expect that to be a trend. He had one 46-yard run. Outside of the 46-yard run, he had 12 carries for 36 yards, right? So very, very subpar. Mm -hmm. He did end up getting a touchdown, which, again, inflates his stats. But you also got to factor in the fact that he gets vultured a lot by not only Josh Allen, who loves to keep the ball in the red zone, but Zach Moss had two rushing touchdowns last week. And it seems like the only time Zach Moss gets carries is short yardage and just, you know, places he can basically be a vulture so uh for that reason i'm going to sell devin singletary this week folks and that is going to be my buy stock sell stock for week three uh let's kick it right over to you shashot uh give us a quick rundown of what we have as far as injury updates go okay so it is a thursday so we don't have like crazy good injury updates for you because teams don't really reveal stuff at this point of the week um that's why you got to check out our twitter um closer to fridays and saturdays and sunday mornings because that's when we'll give you the most accurate information, but let me tell you what's going on right now as far as practice goes. Uh, Joey Bosa, um, foot and ankle injury. He missed two practices in a row. He's playing against the Chiefs. So if Joey Bosa's not playing, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a stellar game. So if you're starting Patrick Mahomes and you're wondering if you should start Jalen Hurts instead, you can forget about that. Um, Elijah Mitchell, shoulder injury. Um, You know, he was, the rookie was previously diagnosed with a stinger, which is good. You know, stingers are easily, uh, you can overcome stingers. Uh, but it, you know, it appears it's a more, it's a little bit more severe than that. Um, Sermon's the one uh, practicing out there. He's got a concussion, but he's wearing like one of those non-contact injury jerseys and playing with the team, whereas uh, Elijah Mitchell is not. And all these other running backs they have in their uh, repertoire, um, they're not doing much either. Half of them are out, probably more than half of them are out. So it looks like as of now, as of Thursday, 9:57 p.m. Central Time, uh, looking like Sermon is probably going to be starting. That'll be exciting. Ohio State rookie. Yeah, see yeah, we'll got. see. A lot of rookies coming out, getting to play when they're not ready, but we'll see how that goes. Um, next up, Big Ben did not practice uh, Wednesday, but he was limited today on Thursday. He's likely going to play. Apparently, the pec injury. Are his pecs still back? Likely the um, the pec injury was uh, minor because also it was on the left sh- uh, shoulder slash pec region, so it's really not on his throwing arm, so it's not as bad as having to throw with the pec injury on the right side. So um, all things um, looking like Big Ben's going to play. And Deontay was sidelined all week. So we don't know about Deontay. Not sure. But, again, it's Thursday. You know, stay tuned. OBJ might make his debut. Might Hell yeah. is actually more of a most likely. Uh, he's full go right now. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I'd be excited to see him out there. Saquon limited, uh, but he's been limited all season. <laughs> Um, he should be in for a big day, though. He should be in for a big day. Uh, A.B., Antonio Brown, COVID protocol. Um, the thing is, his COVID protocol runs out before the game on Sunday. So he might actually still play. It's just a matter of understanding the gameplay and scheme, which I don't think he'll have a problem with because he's probably the best quarterback of – I mean, uh, wide receiver of the decade. So he should be able to catch things right back up. Yeah. Does Count. he have to pass a co- – does he have to get a negative yeah, COVID yeah. test? Yeah, he's got to get two negative See. tests in a yeah. row. Um, so yeah, we're just waiting for stuff like that. But um, I'm I'm assuming it'll he'll be fine to, as far as that goes. But it's just the the play uh, recognition and his defense as he studied the defense, all that stuff. So yeah, again Thursday, stay tuned for Saturday. Um, T Higgins shoulder, he missed practice because of his shoulder. So Chase's stock is rising. You know what happened last year at this time when an LSU wide receiver came into the league? 
he had a big day. He goes by the name of Justin Jefferson, also <laughs> Senor Jefe. So, um, you know, Chase, he might be replicating that little um, scenario here this week, especially if T. Higgins ends up sitting out. Um, Dalvin Cook did not practice, which was expected. We already uh, listened to Mike Zimmer talk um, post game and on Monday, mm-hmm. and he said all things looking like we're going to have to play Dalvin Cook regardless of his injury, which is a bold statement because, you know, he's not the one feeling the pain. It's Dalvin yeah. Cook feeling the pain, right? But um, apparently Dalvin Cook had two small injuries to that ankle, so he sprained it, probably tweaked it again, and he just kept powering through it. So we got a warrior on the team. The fact um, that Zimmer made such a bold statement this early in the week probably yeah. just to believe that he's okay, like yeah. Cook can play. Yeah, yeah, I think he'll be fine. But um, I see Madison's only 30% owned in ESPN leagues. So if you're playing in like a 10-man league, it makes kind of sense. But if you're playing in a 12-man league, go ahead and scoop them up, man. Like there's, I'm sure you don't have that many good players on your bench that could be uh, that you won't drop for Madison. So make that happen. Make that happen. Um, Carson Wentz did not practice. Not sure what Mr. Two Ankle injury is going to do. <laughs> but um, that's what we got so far as far as injuries. Uh, we're going to be updating you more through our social medias. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it it is it's early in the week, and like you said, we won't know a lot of certainty stuff maybe right. till you know Sunday morning before mm-hmm. kickoff. So mm-hmm. uh, again, stay tuned. Let's jump right into what we want to do. Kind of the cream of the crop of the episode is we're going to go through each game of the week or each game this week, and we'll try to give you kind of a quick preview what we're watching for. Uh, hopefully, we can try to run through this quick. We say that every time, and then it ends up being like two hours. So well, let's try our best to get through this as quickly as we can. Um, first game on the board. Going left to right on on this website here, Indianapolis Colts are at the Tennessee Titans. Colts 0-2. We just talked about Carson Wentz not practicing. Um, <laughs> Titans had that amazing comeback victory at, uh, against Seattle. So one team kind of riding a high, one team nowhere to ride except low. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what are we watching for here? Yeah, as far as the Colts are concerned, um, Carson Wentz might not play. Right, and Eason, uh, their backup, who threw the first, uh, his first play back was an interception. So not a lot of things going for the Colts, like you mentioned. Only way you can go is down. Uh, and so I, I think Tennessee Titans here, they're favored by five and a half points, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, at home, very good matchup for the Titans to um, start, you know, two and one this season. Yeah, the Colts have allowed uh, an individual 100-yard rusher only three times since 2018. Can you believe that? It's Did pr- not know that. It's pretty ridiculous. And guess guess who had all three of those? Derrick Henry. What? Wow. <laughs> so that's going to be fun to watch. Um, the Colts have also won eight of their last nine road games against the Titans. So, um, you know, there's a little bit of uh, – uh, I don't know what's, what's going to happen in this game. This game's going to be a fun one to watch. I was trying to pull up the line on DraftKings Sportsbook, but my app is, like, crashing. So I don't know what's happening there, but – um, let's take a look and see if I. While can. you do that, the Titans are also 19 and 0 when Derrick Henry has 24 plus touches in a game. So, you know, all signs point just to give, give the him ball the ball to Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And that will just set him up for the play action too, right? Julio Jones looked really good he last did. game. He and uh, No regression this, there. No regression. Yeah, they got this other Brown there, A.J. Brown. Yeah, I don't know what these Browns are going to do for me though, man. I, got all, <laughs> I have all these Browns on all my teams and they're just like not there. Yeah. Okay, why is it doing this? Hold on. Okay, I got it. I got it. What, what's this again? So Colts, Colts and Titans. Colts and Titans. Let's see what the line is. We're going to use DraftKings Sportsbook just so we can keep everything in unison in terms yeah. of lines. So whatever lines we're quoting is off of that. Uh, the Titans at home are favored by five and a half. Yeah. Uh, so on paper, that seems like a game they can cover as long as they, again, do what they do, run the ball, mm-hmm. keep the ball, and melt the clock. 
Yeah. And the Colts playing from behind with a second or third string quarterback, all other question marks doesn't seem like a good recipe. Over under in that game is 47 and a half. Um, tough to gauge for me which way I'd lean at this point. You said Tennessee's at home? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't see Tennessee going back to week one Tennessee. Yeah. I see week two Tennessee coming up yep. here. Um, the only thing is we're going to see if the Colts defense is for real or not because this is a huge test going up against all these guys. Yeah. So we'll find out. Yeah, should be a good one. Should be a good one. Uh, shout out to Riaz, Tennessee Titans fan. Woo! Um, <laughs> also getting married re- or soon, yeah. right? Samara. Shout yeah. out to Samara. Congratulations, too. guys. More shout out to Samara than Riaz. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, next game on the board we have is. Oh, by the way, I'm also playing Riaz this week. Oh, so. my God. So, yeah, no shout out triple, to Riaz. Triple whammy with Riaz. Delete all shout outs to Riaz. <laughs> He's getting way too many shout outs on this fucking on this right now. <laughs> Okay. Um, next game on the board, guys, we have the Atlanta Falcons are visiting the New York Giants. Battle of two 0-2 teams. Somebody's finally going to get a win on the season. It's got to be exciting. Yeah, um, what, what what do we think here? I mean, again, I, I personally think Atlanta's bottom feeders, but then they su- look surprisingly like adequate against the Bucs yeah. last week. Um, so I don't know. Which way do you lean, Shove it? Oh, man, this is a tough one. Uh, What's the, the Gi- line? What's Giants the line? are favored by three points, mm. but, I mean, I would – I'd, I'd want to take uh, the under, not just the under, I'd want to take uh, the Falcons straight up on this uh, because the Giants haven't really, they looked good against Washington football team yeah, last week. Right. I'm not going to discredit them, but it just boils down to the Giants offensive line versus the Falcons defensive line. Yeah. What will, you know, what will come out of that? Uh, and will, you know, the offensive line protect, um, uh, Matty Ice. Yeah. Matty Ice, uh, Matt Ryan. Um, so, you know, I'm yeah, they're they're both bad teams with bad offensive lines. Uh, and it comes down to the quarterback, right? Um, Jones can escape that pressure. Matt Ryan cannot. Um, and also, the Falcons have lost seven straight games now. That's their longest streak since Matt Ryan was drafted in two thousand eight. Wow. I don't know. Um, you know, they are. I mean, they're going to be contending um, pretty much every game, but I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to be able to keep up with anybody. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if Cordell Patterson has another. Um, you know, weird game like he's yeah. doing. Let's see if he puts a name, puts his name out there, um, because he's a free agent in a lot of leagues. And you know, some people picked him up with the waivers. Some people didn't want to waste their waivers on him. Um, you know, so I th- I'm going with uh, the Falcons this game. I think Mike Davis has a good game, and um, I think the Falcons get their win this week. The reason I br- bring up the Giants' offensive line versus the defensive line, uh, just some PFF rankings. The offensive line, New York's line, uh-huh. is ranked 31st in PFF uh, pass blocking grade. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Falcons' defensive line is um, at 32nd uh, pass rush. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, okay. So. so toilet bowl <laughs> is what we're talking about here. Yeah. Right. Um, again, yeah, a couple names to watch out for. Sterling Shepard's had a real nice start to the season, mm-hmm. right? Been kind of fantasy relevant. Yeah. Um, Calvin Ridley is always fantasy relevant. And I talked about Kyle Pitts having his breakout game. So mm-hmm. if, the Fal- if Kyle Pitts has a breakout game, that would translate, I would think, to the Falcons winning. But you never know. They find more ways to blow leads than not. So, um, yeah, it should be a good one. Battle of battle of two 0-2 teams, and, and we'll see who gets their first win. Uh, let's move to uh, another great contest we have on the board. The L.A. Chargers are going to be at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Chargers coming off a loss to the Cowboys. Chiefs coming off a loss to the Ravens. Yeah. Right? Both teams probably fired up looking to get the second win on the board. Uh, Chiefs at home always going to be really really tough. Um, so I don't know. Sa- same same story and same formula for the Chiefs as always to me, right? Mahomes has got to do Mahomes things. Mm-hmm. Um, Chargers defense is pretty formidable. Uh, what do we want to see kind of out of Herbert so they can keep up with this Chiefs offense? Um, you know Herbert can do all he wants this game. Um, so you know I'm, I'm expecting like 20 to 25 fantasy points from Herbert this game. 
I think he's going to try to stay, keep up. But, you know, I don't think you're going to see Kansas City losing back-to-back games, especially against the Chargers. I know the Chargers are pretty for real this time. This is the most for real they've been in, you know, many years. Um, but, you know, Herbert, as much as I like him, uh, he was he was one of our starts last week. Didn't really play out. Um, but I think he'll play well this week. I just don't think he's going to do what it takes to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, for me, I am looking at this line. Six and a half. Six and a half. And I don't like it. The Chiefs are 1-11 against the spread in the last 12 games or something crazy like that. Before that, they were on a 15-1 and run covering the spread. So they've been like super hit or super miss. Right, right. And um, from and I don't have the stat in front of me, but um, uh, the Chargers always keep it close. Yeah. Right? It's like yeah. a three-point game or yeah, less. Yeah, they have like some of the most three-to-seven-point three to game right. or whatever. 13 yes. of uh, Justin Herbert's 17 career starts have been games decided by one possession. The most Boom. such starts by any quarterback since 2020, which Boom. was just last year. Look at that. You That's heard clutch. it. Clutch you heard it here. Right yeah, Coming in the clutch. Yeah, appreciate <laughs> that. So so I, when I look at this game, I'm looking at the as far as betting goes. Um, I mean, I, I fully expect Chiefs to win, but – Chargers, it's a it's a divisional yeah. matchup. You, I mean, anything can go there. Um, I'm as far as betting goes, I'm I'm taking the under here. Um, Chargers six and a half. I don't think that the Chiefs covered six and a half points. Okay, so you're taking the Chargers with the points. Yes, but for the over under fifty four and a half, do you have a lean? Oh, it's it's tough to predict uh, non points yeah. anytime the Chiefs are playing. So it always makes you want to take the over. But the Cowboys did really well against that Chargers offense. I know the Chiefs defense is pretty bad though. The Chiefs have also won 31 of their last 35 games against the AFC West. Wow! So they're they're like their little bitches. I mean, holy cow! I think I think Kansas City wins with emphasis. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I, I could see it. I'm gonna take the over. I could see like a Kansas City again putting up like 40 plus, and the Chargers have like 20 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, high scoring game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I expect the Chiefs to take this one. I just need Herbie Hus- Herbie Herbert to have a good fantasy game. <laughs> you almost put him in uh, the Huskers there for a second. Yeah, Herbie Husker. Yikes. <laughs> Uh, moving right on, let's go to the next game on the board. We have the Cincinnati Bengals, the one and one Cincinnati Bengals. They are going to be traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are also one and one. A lot of question marks on the Steelers with injuries last week. Um, hopefully, we get an update on kind of wh- where they're progressing as far as those guys who are out. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals did lose to the Bears after having that Week One victory against the Vikings, so they're also one and one uh, with Burrow having an absolute nightmare of a game last week. So, uh, what's what's to watch for here? You know, I, I, it's it's tough because with all those injuries on defense, mm-hmm. it, it's gonna be it's gonna the Steelers are basically they they live off their defense and then average play by Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, their offense just gets by. Gets by, Ex- yeah, I, you know exactly. So, um, you know, with Joe Hayden, Devin Bush, are they um, all still TJ Watt? So TJ Watt was limited. Uh, Joe Hayden was limited Wednesday, and then. Uh, Devin Bush Bush was full uh, full full play on yeah, practice. He's actually he's not on the injury report anymore. Nice, oh, okay, that's good. good news. That's that definitely good news. Um, so you know, barring all the injuries, if this was just Cincinnati Bengals versus Steelers, I would say Steelers all the way. Yep. Um, uh, I'm not sure what the spread is there, but Steelers only favored by three at home. And hey, that's a coin toss. I mean, three points you can easily have a push. And if the Steelers have most of their defense back, and mm-hmm. that defense is probably a start in fantasy against the Bengals too, like three seems like a very coverable spread at home. Right, right. I mean, they'll put some pressure on Joe Burrow and yeah. uh, should get the job done. But um, yeah, the, you know, I don't know. The Bengals are one in fifteen and one on the road since twenty nineteen, which is the lowest win percentage in NFL in that span. Um, so I mean. Nothing's pointing towards the Bengals winning this game, especially because 
I don't like. Yeah, you can lose a couple players here and there, like you know, um, on the defense. But overall, just that the way the Steelers play defense, mm-hmm. regardless of who's playing the defense, is such a strong unit that you know it's like one of those defenses where you can just put yeah their, the next plug and the play. next man next up, man up. Yeah. and it'll still be adequate. Versus like you see the Viking secondary, and mm-hmm. you know you lose like some of those players. The next man up is not going to cut it. Unless it's Schobert guarding hot rugs. And yeah, then isn't he a like, linebacker? Yeah, he's what the hell is he doing yeah, back I, there? No, I don't know. fastest man yeah. in the NFL. And <laughs> it's the biggest um, mismatch Also, ever. the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, they've averaged 60 rushing yards in their last 13 games. That doesn't even sound like a Steelers st- uh, stat. But that's like the third fewest they've ever had um, in a 13-game span since 1950. So I expect that to be addressed. Yeah, I like the Steelers minus three. I think they take care of business at home. Bounce back week after losing to they the Raiders. Should. If they lose this game, it's there's a lot of fingers to be pointed there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that should be a good one. Let's get on to the next game. We have the Chicago Bears traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns get their first win of the season last week. Bears get their first win of the season last week. So two teams coming in with dubs. Mm-hmm. Um, Baker Mayfield, you know, doing shoulder things. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, what's to like here from a fantasy perspective? Any big names to watch? The Bears' defense. Um, you know, if you can stop Cleveland's running game, which – did they kind of did the other team uh, did the Texans kind of like hobble them up on the run last week or how, how did that go? Uh, I no, mean, Chubb had like ninety five on, on only eleven carries. Hunt had one like touchdown. yeah, Hunt had like Hunt didn't do anything. Actually. He had like thirty seven yards on six yeah, carries. But their so, third string back, yeah, up. and the third string back was killing it. So overall, I think they ran pretty yeah. well. Okay, it, but it, it is the Texans. Yeah, it, I think the Cleveland uh, Browns just played a weird like a dirty game last week. Um, but yeah, I think um, even if it's not for this game, I think the Bears defense needs to be looked at. As far as fantasy perspective goes, um, look at their schedule. Uh, they get to play the Lions twice, all that good stuff. So just keep in mind that this defense, I don't think this is the defense that we saw last year. I think this defense has improved. Um, and other things as far as fantasy goes, um, Cleveland defense versus Allen Robinson. Is Allen Robinson going to have an Allen Robinson day or is Allen Robinson not going to have an Allen Robinson day? Well, Justin Fields finally gets a full week of practice with first-team reps. Andy Dalton's out, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's uh, like... It, the thing is, it's it's confusing. So, Matt Nagy, he said Fields is a starter, but then he also said if Andy Dalton's healthy, he will start. Hmm. So, it's like, what are you trying to... Oh, that, that's a 100... No, that's 100% a mind game, guys. Like, <laughs> Fields is the future, right? So, Fields yeah. needs to continue to have a fire lit under his ass mm-hmm. to make sure that it's not just his job now forever. Right. So, it's almost like a way to be like, yeah, you're starting and you're probably going to be the future, but I don't want him to get comfortable mm-hmm. knowing that Dalton's still on his ass. I, I got to imagine that's what that means. That's... Like, who knows? I mean, it would be really foolish for them to start Dalton at this point. Right. Yeah. I. You know, Justin Fields, um, another running quarterback... Uh, the the Bears ranked dead last in in um, passing plays over 15 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, so excited to see what Justin Fields will yeah. do. Uh, Tyrod Taylor gave uh, the, the Browns some trouble last week. Yeah, yeah. so before he got hurt, before mm-hmm. he got hurt, right? Yeah. So I feel like if Justin Fields um, has you know an explosive game as far as being accurate, running the ball, uh, evading the pressure when needed, I think that they yeah, have a strong chance right. to defeat the Browns. It's this an improvement week. from Dalton, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, and and look at this line because everything you guys are saying leads me to believe the Bears should cover seven and a half. Yeah, mm. they're seven point five dogs. The Cleveland's favored by over a touchdown at home. The thing is, like Cleveland, you know, I, I'm afraid of Cleveland when they're up, but it's the fact that they have to be up first. Yeah. You know, that's yep. the thing. And Chicago seems like a Chicago doesn't really have that much firepower. No, they're thirtieth in offensive ranking right. so far. 
Right. Like I mentioned last week, like Dalton's yards per pass was less than Montgomery's yards per rush. Yeah. Like that's just that's embarrassing, you know? Um, and, you know, so another thing about the Cleveland's rushing attack, um, they've had seven rushing touchdowns this season, which is the most in the first two games of a season since 1971. So their rushing attack is not going away. They're going to keep staying, relying on that. OBJ's back, so in case they need to do some play actions, things will open up there. Um, and also, when in 1971, the last team that did that was the Dallas Cowboys, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. So, wow. you know, defense wins championships, but um, rushing attack gets you there. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Over-under on that's 45, so kind of expected to be maybe a lower-scoring game. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess so. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I mean, we'll. all the games this week, it's just except for the except for one game, which is the New York Jets versus the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. Every other game could go any other way. Maybe not yeah. that. And Arizona and Jacksonville. Uh, yeah. Besides those two games, it's like it's like you know NFL's here. Week three's here. Yeah. Next game on the board uh, could be a lopsided one, but you never know. The Ravens are going to be at the Detroit Lions this week. Ravens coming off that huge victory against the Chiefs. They're one and one. Lions dropped to zero and two. A lot of question marks there. Um, what do we expect here? Ravens on the road, but Lamar Jackson was questionable with an illness, but they're expecting him to play, and he's going to be indoors, and so. Indoors and turf running around. I mean, that's scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ravens are favored by eight points in this game. Uh, another one of those games where I feel like um, could be could be a little bit of a trap. I think the Detroit Lions haven't looked terrible. <laughs> and I say that because uh, last game against the Packers, I mean, I know. You're a big the, first half guy. I, yeah. I, I am a big first half He's guy. He's the meme of we had him in the first half. <laughs> But I think the Lions can and can potentially come out of this game at, at, on top. Um, I don't like that minus eight line at all. Yeah, that, that's a big spread to give the away team. Like yeah. You're favored by eight points on the road, yeah. right? And like you said, the NFL is the NFL. There's obviously been weeks and games over the course of all, the, all of football where mm-hmm. there's games like these where you expect one team to just completely win and then it's a trap. So. Um, I don't know if you want to use this statistic towards the trappage mm-hmm. or if you want to go against the trappage but the lions have allowed 30 plus points in eight straight games which is the longest streak in franchise history so like i mentioned last time this is the worst lions defense we have ever seen okay so just keep that in mind so lamar jackson should absolutely feast yeah like we're thinking 40 point fantasy game right but they are ranked 10th in offense uh, this year so uh, size two (laughs) but yeah but with that being said, the Ravens' defense so far this year has not looked like anything yeah. amazing. I'm right? actually starting the uh, Ravens' defense against Detroit this week. Yeah. Just, you know, they haven't looked good, but I think it's enough. I think it's going to be enough to force some turnovers here. Yeah, and, I mean, they played the Chiefs last week, the best offense in the league probably, and then they played the Raiders week one, who are, who are the 2-0 Raiders right now. So And the Lions haven't been moving the ball downfield very much. You know, yeah. they're, they're, are the, they're one of three teams without a wide receiver with more than eight receptions so far this season. So it's just Hawkinson out here and running backs out here. And I think if, you know, using that two-game sample size, if the Ravens kind of just capitalize on stopping that area, they're going to force the Lions wide receivers to step up. And I don't know who's going to step up. So we'll have to see there. Okay. Yeah. Should be an interesting matchup. Um, I think I fully expected the Ravens to come out on top. But um, I don't know. The eight points seems like a lot. Right. Yeah. Saints are going to be at the Patriots this week. Saints had the embarrassing game last week. Uh, Jameis Winston just looked like old Jameis Winston and mm-hmm. the Patriots look stable. Their defense is good. They ran the ball. Damian Harris has stepped up and Mac Jones looks very, very accurate. So um, Patriots at home always seem tough on paper. Patriots saints game 
seems like a marquee matchup because we've had years of Brady versus Breeze, but rookie quarterback on one side and, you know, I don't know what we want to call Jameis <laughs> he, Winston he, on the other side. Jameis Winston is on a category by himself. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even – yeah, you're right. That's exactly right. Um, so, again, a lot of the Saints games with Jameis Winston now just seem to be like which way Jameis is going to play, right? right? It's a coin toss. And so Jameis has a good game. They're going to – they look like they can play well. Jameis has a bad game. I mean, it's literally a shit show. And the Pats D is good. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what's funny? They're doing all of this without Stephon Gilmore. So, yeah, watch out. Yeah, I mean, again, Saints on the road. I know back in the Drew Brees era, Drew Brees always played worse outside of the Dome, right, on the road. And last week I talked about that with somebody, but I was like, it's Winston. You know, it's a completely different person, so it could just totally not impact him. And then he had an absolutely shitty game, and now he's in New England. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just don't really like that. What's the line here? Um we have New England at home is actually favored by two and a half. Oh, wow. Inside a field goal at home. I mean, Kamara's going to have to have a good game eventually, right? Yeah, he was nowhere to be seen last week. They're probably em- emphasizing getting him the ball. Yeah, Saint, I mean, uh, the the Patriots are uh, fifth best defense, sample size too, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but they have a really good defense. Uh, so, do, so do the Saints. Uh, Saints are seventh in, in the league right now. Um, but I think that Bill Belichick will definitely have an answer for Jameis Winston, <laughs> yeah. whichever way he decides to yeah. go. If he wants yep. to play real, I think that they will be able to contain that um, Saints offense. So uh, I see the Patriots taking this home. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Two and a half points um, at home. Over-under is 42. Seems low when you're thinking Saints, but then you think the Patriots' defense and their recipe for like or, running the ball. Or their offense. Yeah. I, I don't see the Patriots scoring that many points like any at any point during mm-hmm. this season, but... 42 points combined yeah that i don't know that's 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 low but yeah those are two very interesting offenses um should be fun i i like watching mac jones again i've been really impressed with mac jones's accuracy and his poise does not look like somebody who out of all the rookie quarterbacks i think had the least hope or like people predicted he'd be the biggest chance to be a bust or not good right the the play calling is really on his in his favor though Mm -hmm. um he barely throws it past like five yards i think historically he's on pace to have like the best passer rating ever so um you know, it, it's stats it, can be deceiving at times. Yeah, yeah, you know, of course. That's what I'm trying to say is yeah. um, they're not throwing it downfield because yeah. they don't have receivers to throw downfield. So that's why he looks a lot better than maybe he actually is. Yeah, but he's definitely not turning the ball over, so that's good. Who who are oh yeah Johnu Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry? Yeah, but they they're just they're not doing that yeah. tight end thing. It's like I don't know what's going on. They'll probably figure it out though. Yeah, that's something to watch for. That's something to watch out for. So we'll, we'll look to see. And, and I know Nelson Aguilar had like a good week one and then was a no-show week two. Yeah, so. he caught like one, some like a longish yeah. pass. and then Who's going to step up from their, you know, their X-factor positions or whatever, yeah. their, their playmaking positions? Right. I, I, early in the season, I was going to bet that it would be um, Jonu Smith yeah. or um, Myers, Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Because he had Cam Newton throw it last week or last year and we were like, what could he do with a better quarterback? <laughs> yeah. but, but this quarterback is actually throws it, you know, even closer to the line of scrimmage than Cam Newton. So we, we might never see what Myers can do. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. Should be fun. Cardinals, 2-0. and Big victory over the Vikings last week. Fuck the Cardinals. <laughs> they are at the Jacksonville Jaguars, the 0-2 Jaguars, the what's Trevor Lawrence doing Jaguars, the Urban Meyer. Thinks he's playing Alabama every week, yeah, Jaguars. Jaguars. That just like the, 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 the list is endless for this team. They're at home. I mean, we're not expecting this team to go 0-17, but week three does not look great. Cardinals are second in the league in offense so far. Kyler Murray leads, I think, the league in fantasy points thus far, yeah. and their offense seems to be kind of uh, unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Cardinals, they just 
against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I, I don't I don't see the Jaguars coming on top in this one. The one thing I will say is uh, Lavishka Chenault, uh, maybe he may have a big game um, going against Brian Murphy, who has allowed 150 yards uh, in the last two weeks, which is the fifth most in the NFL. Nice. So may want to look at I think Chenault's a little hobbled. I'm not sure where he is on oh, the is injury really? report, but he, he had to leave the game last game. Mm. I'm not sure how healthy he is. Right but now. yeah, I mean, that makes it seem like whoever, whatever receiver gets guarded by that cornerback has a chance to have a big game. So maybe Lawrence can actually find somebody open downfield. And yeah. th- again, the Cardinals defense week one had an insane amount of sacks and did everything week two. They had gaping holes, right? We, the Vikings offense dissected them. So uh, we, which, which side of the coin is that defense, you know, going to stay on? Are they going right. to be the inconsistent the week one, the week two? And so who knows if the Jags, you know, can actually put some points up, but 27th in offense, 29th in defense so far, 23rd in passing and 26th in rushing. Um, that that's really really bad. So what are the what are the Cardinals in all those stats? Cardinals are second in offense, eleventh in defense, third in passing, and twelfth in rushing. Wow. Again, two two week sample size, but you know it's it's all we can go off of. That twelfth in defense seems kind of high. I don't know. Yeah. I mean that week one, six, you know Chandler Jones five sacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This um, is true. So Arizona is a third third team in the Super Bowl era with more than seventy points, more than six hundred and fifty pass yards, and more than two hundred rush yards through their first two games. Uh, each of the previous two teams went to win the Super Bowl. Wow. What? Actually, no, they didn't win. They went to went the Super Bowl. Went on to the Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. That was the New England Patriots in 2011 and Buffalo in 1991. Cardinals are favored seven and a half. Over-under is 51 and a half. I can't, yeah. I can't find any logical football explanation for why the Jaguars would win this game. Yeah, I mean, you're right. A- any way you look at it, any part of the offense, defense, special teams, whatever you're actually trying to dissect to give the Jags a slight hope of opportunity, I haven't found one like, either. We gave the perfect blueprint to stop them, right? Yep. And even that wasn't good enough. You no. can't play perfect defense and stop Murray because he will break that defense apart. Yep. If you give him long enough time, he will find somebody open or he'll run it. So yep. I don't know how you stop this guy. I just don't think you can. In terms of betting, that seven and a half, I don't know if I would if I would take Cardinals either just because I don't like anything could happen. And I know the Cardinals are that explosive, but I, I mean, I, I, given with all the other games that have been going on, I don't think I would take that bet uh, this week. Personally. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. It's again, anything outside of touchdown when you're a road favorite, it's yeah. just so many points. Right. But again, the Cardinals have the, re- the this recipe to make this a blowout. Um, but it is the NFL. Anything can happen. Uh, the Washington football team are going to travel to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Bills came away with a victory week uh, last week, and the Washington football team actually lost last week, right? Or did they actually win? Heineke led them to win last week? They won against the Giants. Yeah, so they got their first win last week too, right? So both teams coming off a uh, victory, 1-1 one and one in Buffalo. Um, Josh Allen. I mean, again, I think all eyes are always on Josh Allen anytime the Bills are on the field now, and he's coming off two subpar performances. Now he's going against a Washington defense that we expected to be better than they've performed the first two weeks. So is this Josh Allen's week to finally show last week's Josh Allen, or are we looking at a opportunity for the uh, football team defense to actually do something? Yeah, Josh Allen needs to get better. <laughs> he ranked 28th uh, in PFF grade among all the quarterbacks, and uh, his 25% uncatchable rate is the third highest in the league. Um, so, I mean... The dude needs to step it up. Um, but on the other side of the coin, uh, I, I'm interested to see if Heineke is the is the answer, mm-hmm. uh, is the is a viable start uh, for for Washington football team. Uh, and also um, Gibson, 
uh, expect more from Gibson. I think he is a good start against the uh, Buffalo Bills. I mean, you probably already start him. But yeah, you, you have you, to start him. I mean, right. It's not a favorable matchup because the Bills' defense is pretty ferocious. But, yeah, yeah Gibson doesn't seem like a guy this early you can even bench. Yeah, so. what have you seen so far that you could, you know, use to start like to not start Gibson yeah. yeah he's had a great game pretty much both games it just didn't get in the end zone and he didn't get some like clutch moment plays but outside of that he's getting a lot of volume you know he's getting the the horse's share of the carries so I mean you you start uh Gibson with confidence this game I feel like yeah it, again I had scary Terry as my you know sit of the week or sell of the week with my buy and sells and so Again, I worry that that Buffalo defense is just at home going to stifle yeah. that Washington offense. And Heineke, you know, again, being Heineke, um, unproven, at least temporarily, um, could have some turnovers. I could see some turnovers. On the uh, – for, for Heineke? Yeah. Right? Yeah, Bill's defense, yeah. I think. But, but I think the, Bill's defense from a fantasy perspective has yeah. a chance to yeah, put up no, like 20 it's plus. It's definitely a good play, I feel like, Bill's defense. But don't forget, Heineke is the guy that gave Tom Brady the most problems last year in the playoffs. So I feel like Heineke – you know, he, he's the man. I think he knows how to play football pretty damn well. Yeah, well, we'll see. Let's. It should be good. Look out for Jonathan Allen, who is uh, the third team's the highest grade pass rusher. He's got 83.7 PFF pass rushing grades. Cool. So, you know, might put some pressure on Josh Allen this week too. So. Yeah, Yeah. we'll see. Good matchup, good matchup. Two, de- two defenses on paper that should have been good. Washington's been a letdown so far. Um, but the Jets, the 0-2 Jets, Zach Wilson's Jets, uh, another team that you know we're we're asking a lot of questions because trying to find some answers. They're going to travel to Mile High. They're taking on the surprising two and zero Denver Broncos, the Teddy Bridgewater Broncos, the you know great defense Broncos, um, traveling to Denver. Rookie quarterback. Um, again, on paper, there's not a lot to like from the Jets side. Uh, do we think they finally turn around this week, or the Jets destined to go zero and three? I mean, Denver's really not that great either. It's just they've had two of the easiest teams to play so far, and now they get the third easiest team to play. So I think they're just, you know, I hope they don't get used to this because it's about to get a lot harder for Denver. Uh, It just so happens Jets are just probably the worst team. I feel like they're worse than the Texans, Um, especially when they they can't even, you know, they turn the ball over like four times a game on average. When you play like that, you can't beat, you know, let a, like forget Denver's defense. You can't beat Las Vegas' defense. You can't beat Seattle's defense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, you know, this is, this is about as confident of a call you can make. Denver's probably going to win this game. Yeah, I think the line's kind of lopsided. <laughs> Ten and a half. <laughs> Ten Denver's and a half. Oh my right? god. Favoring the. Yeah. Is that the biggest one this week? I think the Jets. That it's close. Yeah. It's one of them. Oh, the Texans and the Bills. Uh, Texans no, didn't play the Bills. That's, that's the next week. Sorry, the, uh, this week. Yeah, that's the biggest line this week. Ten and a half. Oh, yeah, looks like it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. With, with that being said, I mean, I, I just looking at the spread itself like gives you all, everything you need to know. I didn't even look at the spread. Uh, yeah. Um, Jets are ranked seventh, uh, or not seventh, but they're ranked um, in ninth what? in overall ninth team defense. In, yeah, in team defense. So. Um, I mean, maybe they find it answers to the Broncos, but, you know, other than that, Broncos look really good on paper. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot going for the Jets. Again, we need Zach Wilson to find some consistency. We need that offense to start scoring, and uh, I've been impressed with the Broncos' defense so far. Patrick Sertan looks like the real deal, and so, uh, again, it's going to be tough, especially going to a place like Denver, Denver of all places, right? Um, Jets have lost 11 straight games in September now. That's the longest active streak in the NFL. Yikes. Um, yeah, and Broncos are one of two teams that has um, that have two running backs that have run for over 100 yards so far. 
So, I mean, if they just keep the running attack going, milk the clock down, throw those deep bombs to Sutton, this game's going to get <laughs> ugly by the third quarter. Teddy doing Teddy things, right? Teddy doing Teddy things. Yeah, Teddy going to do Teddy. Yeah, I think the Broncos will win that one. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be tough. Um, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are going to be traveling to Vegas. Hopefully they don't party too hard. They're visiting the Raiders 2-0. and Again, Raiders 2-0 and surprise so far this year, I would I would imagine. Miami's 1-1. and uh, Miami's offense has looked just horrendous. They're 31st in the league two weeks in. Their passing offense is 30th in the league. Their rushing offense is 27th in the league. Wow, I thought they would just be dead last in all of those categories. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's shocking that there's actually people that are a little bit worse than them. Yeah. Uh, but And you have on the other side, the Raiders, number one in offense two weeks in and number one in passing offense two weeks in. So yeah. rushing offense is 30th in the league, so it looks like they've been very, very one-dimensional. I know probably the Jacobs injury factor is in there as well, but uh, their defense has been minimal, subpar, 15th or 16th in the league so far. So um, what what do the Dolphins need to do? Because I know Tua's hurt. Yeah. He's yeah. not expected to play? Uh, I don't think he is, right? No, rib injury? Yeah, he's yeah. got a broken rib. Um, they, I think they're trying, but I don't think this is going to work. I don't think Tua's going to be playing. So it's going to be Brissett show? Right. Yeah. Right. Who's... I mean, he's not terrible. No, right. He, he, he played in, in, yeah. in the Colts. Dude, um, you, you can put Tom Brady back there. They're not winning this game if you know if their line plays the way they've been playing. Yep. It's just there's no time for the running backs to even get the ball before there's somebody in the backfield. It's just like it's ugly. Yeah. And what's shocking about this is Raiders are at home against a Dolphins team with so many question marks, and they're only favored by four and a half. So the Raiders have allowed 27 rushing touchdowns since 2020, which is the most in the NFL. Mm. So if there's a game for the you know, the three-headed, if you want to call it that, backfield in um, Miami to score anything this week. It sounds like it's this week. So you're referring to Miles Gaskin? Yeah, I mean... Ahmed? He, Ahmed? Um, <laughs> <The> dead terrorist. <laughs> um, yeah, so Gaskin should be the lead back here. Yeah. Um, you know, we've watched highlights. We've watched tape. There's nothing that says Gaskin shouldn't be getting all the carries. But when you're down every game, when you're getting blown out and you're having to, you know, like I said, there's a guy in the backfield before you even touch the ball... I don't. I would stay away from all Dolphins things until you start seeing some, some sort of productivity from somebody. Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, again, anytime you have to switch quarterbacks three weeks into the season, it's just going to throw the entire offense in a disarray, right? Brissett oh wasn't getting first team reps, oh. right? So it's like you're having to deal with all this, all the nuances that come with a quarterback switch this early on. And I just, again, I don't see them having adjusted quickly enough, especially with when how much they struggled with Tua. Like mm-hmm. you said, the line gave him no time. That's why he got hurt. He was getting ripped apart. Right, he's a running quarterback yeah. too, so he can avoid pressure, for, uh, you know. But when a running quarterback's getting destroyed yeah. in the pocket, yeah, that's a bad sign. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think I think the Raiders should take this. Um, Over-under on the game is 44. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it, yeah, it's Vegas, right? They're always every every number they put out, you're like, oh, that sounds like it would be exactly yeah. the total score of the game. <laughs> like, it's just always sounds top like they on. know what they're doing yeah. over there. Yeah. Uh, weird. Wonder why <laughs> Vegas always wins. Um, should be a good matchup. Should yeah. be a good matchup. Couple more games on the board. Let's go to the Vikings. The Vikings are going to be hosting the Seattle Seahawks. Vikings still searching for the first win of the season. Seattle coming off that gut wrenching loss where the Titans came back on them and won in overtime. And so Seattle probably wants gut-wrenching to come. Gut wrenching loss. You want to talk? gut-wrenching losses here oh absolutely i mean gut we don't even have to say the vikings suffered a gut-wrenching loss because almost every vikings loss typically is in gut-wrenching fashion big facts so it's just become the norm like that's just how we cope with it (laughs) the vikings lost normally and seattle lost in a gut-wrenching fashion (laughs) like that it's just crazy that i even said it that way because you're so right um but seattle russell wilson's cooking 
Mm-hmm. He's cooking as much as he's been cooking before. Just yeah. as much, if not more. It's kind of scary. He's going a deep a lot yeah. more than he normally does. He's going deep a lot more, and they're not broken plays. Right. He's getting in a little, like just enough time, and these routes are actually formulating, and somehow Lockett just gets behind the defense. Yeah. And our corners have really, really oh struggled so far God. this year. Really, really bad. Yeah, the lowest PFF coverage grade. grade. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Two weeks. Yeah, and yeah, if that tells you anything, and, and we're waiting for DK Metcalf to have probably a big game, and right. I mean, if there's a game, it could be this. Yeah, so I have some insight on that on why that may not happen, mm-hmm. um, but it can always happen. Like we said, it's the NFL, but here's some stats for that. So, um, Breland, our number two cornerback, who was kind of hobbled last game, he was targeted on over 25% of routes he ran. So, any every four plays, he was targeted by the opposing quarterback. Versus Patrick Peterson is very, very minimally targeted, if at all, you know, throughout the game. Mm-hmm. So, what that means is, um, well, Patrick Peterson doesn't leave his area. He's always on the left side of the field. So everybody else has to work on the right side of the field. Right. And that is exactly what the Seahawks do. DK Metcalf typically stays on the left side of the field. And Lockett stays on the right side of the field. So looking at, you know, something's got to give there. Um, if it does not give, then Patrick Peterson is going to be on DK Metcalf pretty much the whole game. Unless they move him to the slot or whatnot, which they could do that. But um, so all signs point to another huge Lockett game. But... You never know. It's Russell Wilson. There could be broken plays. We can just see Kyler Murray, older version of Kyler Murray all it's over It's the again. Vikings. Remember? It's the Vikings at the end of the day. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but the Vikings offense has looked stellar. Their line yeah. was protecting Kirk insanely well last mm-hmm. week. Kirk was using his legs insanely well mm-hmm. last week. Um, again, had an insanely amazing game. What, do we expect a repeat of that against the Seahawks defense? We expect a repeat of that every single game for the rest of our lives if that's how things work out. Wow. It's it's the second most accurate quarterback of all time. If he gets time to throw, throws will be made. Minnesota's the only team to have three players with 10-plus receptions, 130-plus receiving yards, and one touchdown this season. This isn't because Thielen is getting double covered. This isn't because Jefferson's doing so phenomenal over there. The ball's getting spread around evenly. That's nightmare for defenders. Defenders don't know what to do in that case. So if we keep that up... We will be totally fine on offense. It's just a matter of doing Vikings things. If we just, you know, let the game go again, missing kicks, all these little intangibles that nobody ever thinks about, mm-hmm. that's how we lose. So we got to fix all of that this week. Yeah, cornerbacks need to figure things out for sure. If not, it's going to be a long yeah. day and it's going to be a field day for Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and yeah. DK Metcalf. Yeah. You, I, I can. What's crazy is on paper, that's what we're expecting, right? Let me give you just the two week stats in and you'd actually be shocked. Mm-hmm. Seahawks. 11th in team offense so far. Vikings, 6th. Okay. Vikings, 28th in team defense, right? We think they're literally the shittiest of shits. Mm -hmm. Seahawks are 30th. Okay. It's going to be a fun game. And passing offense, Russell Cook is 10th. Yeah. You like that? Kirk is 8th. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Rushing offense, Dalvin, obviously 10th over 19th. So so we're we're better than him in every category Every category two weeks in. Interesting. We got two chefs, right? We got Russell Wilson yeah. and we got Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Who's yeah, going to make the better yeah. pot? Let's yeah. see. And they, may, they both may. So. This will be a really good game to watch, man. Yeah, I just yeah. feel like Russell For Wilson sure. plays always really well against the Vikings. So if you're he not does. a Vikings He's, fan, it's fun to watch. Russell Wilson is actually 7-0 and in his career against Minnesota, oh, including the playoffs. Wow. Hey, there's always a first time for everything. And I feel like you've given up a couple of stats where you were like, they were 52 and 0. Now they're 52 and 1. Yeah, so that's right. If there's oh, yeah. a year for that shit to oh, start yeah. happening, that's, it's now. That's why we watch this game, right? Because yeah. of all these weird things. That was the Ravens and the Seahawks. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. 
So I like it. That's that's oh, some hope. And uh, you want to talk bad luck? Some more uh, bad luck stats here. So uh, <laughs> Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. <laughs> what else is so new? Minnesota's <laughs> the third team since 1940. Okay, we've been mentioning 1950 a lot, but we're gonna go even farther back and say 1940 to start a season 0-2, despite gaining 400 plus total yards and scoring 24 plus points in both games. It's crazy. Like all the stars just don't align yeah it, there's always yeah there's always a hole somewhere it's just it's insanity it's actually insanity but at the end of the day we are fucking diehard vikings fans till the day we die so yeah. doesn't matter uh let's move on let's hope the vikes get the dub I, i'm gonna go with the vikes actually the line is actually surprisingly small what is it um on paper i guess based on these numbers it might not be small but the seahawks are favored in minnesota but by only one and a half Oh, wow. In Minnesota? Yeah. You know how loud it gets in there? Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's going to be a fun game. Dude, it's good. That's that's going to be wild. Over-under is 55, so I think they are expecting a ton of points. Mm-hmm. Um, I might just take the over for shits and giggles. It, it, so far, if I had to take an over, I would be taking yeah. this one. It's it's a big number, but yeah. I expect a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, it. they they hit their over last game, right, against the Cardinals? Right? Yeah. And so. the, Vi- the Vikings over is, I think, 2-0 so far because week one, it was 27-24. The over came in. True. And week two, is a huge size. It might game. just be over for the rest of the year <laughs> yeah. unless they start catching unless on. Unless the defense knows how to do anything. I mean, the offense got – there's so much talent there. I yeah. mean, Thielen, Jefferson, now Osborne looking yep. looking pretty good too. And, you know, obviously Dalvin Cook. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely good. That'll yeah. be a good game. I can't wait to watch that one. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 2-0, and Super Bowl champs, um, haven't lost a single bit of steam. This could be the game of the week. Yeah. I would. This probably is the game of the week. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be at the LA Rams, who are also 2-0. and Yep. Matty Stafford, like you said, enjoying life, living the beach life in Dude, LA, just having a great man, line. All that, he went through so much shit his whole life, yep. and now life just gave him these, yeah. just this perfect platter there's an inspirational quote in there somewhere right? oh yeah when life gives you lions you make them out you turn them into rams <laughs> <laughs> wise words from Shashot. <laughs> i got you i got you um this should be a great game i mean on paper exciting as they come uh, i think what what to watch out for will be actually on the defensive side it seems like the op neither offense is going to lack scoring or the ability to score what defense can make enough stops to be the difference a good point um so the rams have this guy named jalen ramsey who's mm-hmm. gonna be playing on chris godwin so is I, that what's gonna happen i think he'll play yeah godwin I, plays slot right so he'll, he'll probably ramsey's been ramsey's unanimously been known to play outside receiver his whole career but mm-hmm. this so far sample size low but two games he's paid, played 52 percent of his snaps in, in the slot. slot um yeah so i think i i, I still think he's gonna um guard the probably I the hope, best I hope you're right. the best re- receiver that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah, have. I hope um, that's fine. So I think so the best receiver the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have is Antonio Brown. No, Gronk. I was gonna say I was gonna say Evans. Oh. So that that tells you everything you need to know. There's too many good receivers <laughs> yeah. on this. Team. We're all we all had different answers there. Yeah, yeah, Gronk. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so it, it's gonna be a fun game. Uh, Buccaneers and Rams. It's I like mean, it's actually Rojo. R.I.P. to Rojo's fantasy values. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be a good game. Um, probably this is the toughest matchup of the season so far. Um, Falcons really weren't anything, and Cowboys that defense wasn't um, as good as what was in week two. Week one yeah, defense yeah. was yeah, pretty yeah. bad. So so the Rams are a big threat. Um, I I think the line's pretty low here. What is, what is the line? Um, mm-hmm. I'll let you. Do you guys want to guess? Minus Ooh. one. Minus one and a half. Is that what it is? Um, where the hell am I? Hold on. So what? what? I mean, Rams yeah, are at home. Yeah. Well, minus one and a half. Nice. Buccaneers are favored minus one and a half in LA. 
Nice. So uh, in terms of that Ramsey thing, uh, he actually transitioned to the slot uh, last year. Uh, he had a team high of uh, 74 of his 135 defensive snaps come from came from the inside, and he's excelled. So it's right around 52%. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I mean, he's excelled in that role. So uh, he's only allowed uh, 13 passing yards uh, into his coverage on 48 slot coverage snaps in the uh, past two weeks. So uh, Godwin, look out, Ramsey's uh, Ramsey's on you, dude. I hope Mike Evans get to eat. Yeah, feed that boy. That should be a good game. 55, like we mentioned, over-under. It's pretty high. They're expecting scoring. They're expecting scoring? Yeah. The, Ram- the Rams have allowed fewer than 30 points in 15 straight games, which is the second longest active streak in the NFL. So we're expecting how many points? What would you say? 55. Damn. It okay. is Tom Brady. It is Tom We just Brady. talked about that offense being stupid good. No, it is stupid good. But, I mean, when you have yeah. two 99 overalls on Oh, Madden, yeah, dude. <laughs> the Ramseys and the Donalds. I mean, yeah, those man. guys are just... We'll see. This is. I mean, I don't know why this game's on Sunday night. This should have been a Sunday night game. Yeah, you're actually right. Damn, that is stupid. It's okay. What game took Sunday night this week? Green Was Bay, it? San Francisco. Uh, Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Bullshit. This game's better. And then Philly, Dallas, Monday night. So mm-hmm. yeah. you know, Dallas doing should Dallas be a good things. one. So uh, this is again the game to watch, at least in my eyes. Let's move on to that Green Bay, San Francisco game. The Packers are traveling to take on the 49ers. Uh, Packers got that dub last week. Aaron Rodgers telling everybody to relax. Back to one and one. San Francisco two and zero on the season. Young season, two and zero, doing weird San Francisco things. George Kittle just blocking, not really catching passes. Debo Samuel just eighteen targets or something like that through two weeks. Um, what's the recipe here for the Packers to get it done? Just play Packer football. Play Aaron Rodgers football. Start throwing the ball more like they did last game. You know, Packers are just right up there with Tampa Bay. You know, they don't have the firepower Tampa Bay does, but they have Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers can make anybody look like Godwin. He can make Rodgers. anybody look like, you know, Mike Evans. It's just, I think um, San Francisco is a good team. You know, San Francisco's starting off pretty hot. Mm-hmm. But when Green Bay gets hot, there's really no other teams that can keep up with Green Bay when Aaron Rodgers plays Aaron Rodgers football. Yeah, this is this is a tough game. 49ers... Um, also another uh, great, what's, what's great defense. Um, Niners are favored by three at home, so okay. they by just three. get the home field advantage, but nothing else. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, if if the Packers played like they did last game against the Detroit Lions, I mean, they sh- honestly, I don't even know. The Packers have yeah. been literally <laughs> night and day between week one and week two, right? Yeah. So yeah. one of them's an outlier, and I'm betting my house on it that it was the first game. Yeah, yeah. You, you never bet your house against Aaron Rodgers, right. so. Um, yeah, San Francisco's kind of been the middle of the pack with everything, right? Offense, defense, uh, just doing enough to get get the wins, right? Being disciplined, Garoppolo not being asked to do too much, and yeah. the defense, again, taking care of the defense and running the ball. And so uh, that's been their recipe. Uh, it's going to be tough to sustain that recipe mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers looks like Aaron Rodgers, right? If Jimmy Garoppolo gets put in a situation where he's going to have to, like, drop back and cock in, throw it 40 times, that's when the 49ers are in trouble, I Yeah, Zadarius Smith might be. I think he's out this game. Oh, so, is he? Yeah, so that's not Ooh. much pressure. Um, that could help uh, George Kittle. That's another thing that could help George Kittle. All right. Yeah. L- liking that matchup. Yeah. Expect Kittle to put up like twenty plus. I'm going on. I'm going on a limb. He's putting up twenty plus this week. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers has a his career passer rating is 104 versus the 49ers, which is the highest for any starting quarterback versus San Francisco all time. Wow. And there is that one storyline that comes out every time they play where the 49ers took Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers the oh, same yeah, year. So right. does and Rodgers seems like the ideal guy to continue to hold that garage and be like, "Fuck you, team. I'm going to still whoop your ass every time mm. I play you." Mm. That's probably, maybe that's why he has such great numbers against them. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So you guys but, taking the Packers this game? I don't want the Packers to win, 
So I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like to just pick all the games because mm -hmm. like the chances of getting it right is so low. Yeah, um, I think I'm just gonna stay away from this game. <laughs> yeah, I actually, uh, if I had to take the, I actually look at the over under. It's at fifty and a half. Mm -hmm. um, the 49ers just continue to be a team where we're expecting points, and even last week the Eagles only had eleven. So I'm actually gonna sit under because we've also seen the Packers drop a dud in the offensive side. And the 49ers offense is not doesn't like jump out at me on, uh, to me on paper, so I'm gonna go under 50 and a half. Packers defense did look pretty trashy the last yeah. two games. Oh yeah, you know, offense wasn't consistent both games, but defense was consistently pretty bad both games. Right, but the the thing with that is the 49ers run the ball more than pass, so it's just like they're more controlling the clock. So unless they're giving up like 80 yard runs, just naturally there's less points to be had, I feel like. Because, okay. again, it's not like Goff, who was just throwing it downfield or dumping it off or whatever, and then Winston, who threw five touchdowns. Garoppolo's, like, never asked to do that, right? Because right. their offensive line's amazing, and they run the ball. So if they're just gashing the Packers, who's um, their defense is actually 10th in the league right now through two weeks because it's been night and day, mm -hmm. um, and the Niners' rushing offense is ninth in the league. So if that's exactly what happens, like, who's going to come out on top? And that could be the difference. Should be an exciting game. Any other fantasy people to watch? I know Aaron Jones had that ridiculous game last week. Mm -hmm. Probably you can't ask him to replicate anything like that. But my, I, I had an interesting conversation with a couple of buddies at work about Aaron Jones, and I want to get your guys' take on it. So this buddy uh, Johnny G at work was telling me that he thinks Aaron Jones is a top five running back in the league, and he was asking me to name five running backs I'd take today over Aaron Jones. Damn, I feel like skill wise, you can make an argument. But I feel like opportunity-wise, you can't because Aaron Rodgers throws. He just got – I mean, think about it. He threw three touchdown passes to the running back. That just doesn't happen. That just, just okay. never happens. So you bring up a good point. So skill-wise, you still you think he could be top five. So um, name me – Derrick Henry, Alvin okay. Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin, CMC. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think Nick Chubb would have to take the next yeah. part there. Yeah, I would take Nick Chubb over there. Um, after Nick Chubb? Then that's when things, that's when get, things a get interesting. Maybe you get Joe Mixon in there, but Yikes. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't take Yikes. Joe Mixon. And then again, uh, any other year besides this year, you take Zeke, you take Saquon, yeah. right? But those guys are big question marks. Yeah. But would you still take Zeke over Aaron Jones right now? No. no. Okay. What about um, what about Austin Eckler? Austin Eckler over Aaron Jones. Again, I, again, I, I would pick Aaron Jones. Again, it's it's skill versus opportunity when it comes to fantasy. Mm -hmm. You know, you can be the most skilled person like DK Metcalf, right? And not get what you want, you know, because the way the offense was run. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking Eckler versus Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones not even getting goal line carries. He's getting goal line catches. Yep. Those catches could go to anybody. 100%. At Austin Eckler, the game plan, the team's core is Austin Eckler. He gets minimum of like 9 to 12 targets a yep. game. When you when you have 12 catches you know, and you're in a PPR league, mm -hmm. there's a really, really, really good chance that that player is going to score more than the guy that doesn't catch any passes. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Aaron Jones, top seven. Yeah, that and that was funny. Is That was my counter argument. It's like I could argue maybe top seven. Like top ten for sure. Top seven you can make the case right. for. Top five, like you, I named almost the identical same running backs that I'd take over him. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's an argument to be had, clearly, right? So Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, again, we'll have another conversation. It's going to be totally different about week four. Yeah. I just I, I fear Eckler's injury, so I think yeah, if I, I if I could if I could get Aaron Jones for Eckler, I, I would do that just because of that. But skill wise, um, I, I mean Eckler's they do different things. Yeah, they do different things. But yeah, again, we're in a if you're in a PPR or half point yeah. PPR or something like that. Even though Aaron Jones had three touchdown catches last week, consistency wise, Austin Eckler had what nine catches on nine targets. Yes. So this week his projections should go up to eighteen yeah. catches on eighteen <laughs> targets. Speaking of catches and receiving, uh -huh. Debo Samuel is number one 
with receiving yards uh, yep. on, with 282 this year. Yeah. yeah. Caught me by a surprise. I really didn't catch you guys with surprise, but I thought Cooper Cup had that number I, one I was role. telling Sweetheart week one, I was big on Debo Samuel yeah. this year. Um, yep. Strictly because of the play style. Whenever you have a running back playing wide receiver, mm-hmm. there's no fear. There's no fear factor because what, what do running, what do wide receivers not do? They don't run down the middle mm. because they're usually skinny tall they don't want to get hit they're, yeah. they get hit they're out for a couple plays they're scared they're scared debo samuels is built like a running back playing wide receiver who can catch like a wide receiver so there's really no weakness to his game besides maybe like height he's, he's a better cordero patterson is yeah. what you're saying or smaller smaller cordero patterson yeah but better yeah okay yeah just wanted to throw that out there no that is again if you ask somebody maybe last year yeah. when they're like hey 2021 who's going to lead the league in receiving yards two weeks in <laughs> oh, yeah. nobody would have guessed he was yeah. no. especially because he's so injury prone yeah he's always hurt that's the other thing yep maybe he should stop running up the middle then <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny yeah that's that's our sunday night matchup so that should be a good one still think the bucks and ram should have been sunday night but whatever uh i hope the packers lose yeah always <laughs> always hope the Packers. Monday lose. night football. We're going to be heading. Actually, we're going to be not going anywhere. We're staying right here because Monday night football is two miles from here. What, what? direction? What direction is that? Uh, I think that south, is south east, south south. That's about right. Two miles south, south of where east. we're two miles southeast of where we're currently recording from is Cowboy Stadium, Jerry's yeah. World, right? And the Cowboys are hosting their division rivals on monday night football the fly eagles fly philadelphia eagles this should be a freaking great matchup yeah a lot of i know all of us here have a lot of stock in this game you guys have the two receivers i have the quarterback on the eagles i also have the wide receiver you also have the running back on the eagles i do have the running back (laughs) in the eagles too so you know i don't want any of them i'm not excited to have any of them i'm excited for hertz but i got russell wilson over him so i don't know when i'm going to start hertz but yeah um, yeah, they're youthful team, you know, that's just getting things started. So I feel like there's a lot of firepower here. It's just about like, you know, it's like when you're like 19 and your friends are like, you want to have a party? <laughs> and then you're all excited for it. Just hormones raging. That's exactly how I see the Philadelphia Eagles. There's just like so much talent, so much room to grow. And so youth, so much youth, so much youth. And, um, I think, um, you know, and it's a Cowboys. It's like, you know, it's, it's going to be a great game. It's like rivalry game. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, amazing game. I, it's probably going to be a high-scoring game, um, the way I see it. The Cowboys are favored, I think, by four? Three and a half is what I see, yeah. Three and a, it probably changed, yeah. Mm-hmm. So three and a half points, um, and uh, I'm, I'm looking for C.D. Lamb to have a, have a big game. Yeah. Um, and uh, Cooper's hurt. Um, yeah. He's got a rib injury, too. So and I don't think he's going to be 100% at all. Is Gallup still out? Was Gallup, Gallup was out last yeah, week, right? Gallup's yeah, Gallup's still out. Yeah. Man, um, that could be big CD Lamb. I think yeah. I think the deciding factor may be the Dallas Cowboys defense. I think yeah, if they were very good last week. They were good last week, and if they play the same, uh, you know, if they show up like they did, uh, I think they could definitely, uh, you know, make a run for the money there against the Eagles. Um, Here's a quick little fantasy strategy for all you youngins out there. So if you have Cooper Cup and uh, oh no, sorry, not Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, and uh, you want to play him right because you saw that such a you saw that huge game the first game and you didn't see nothing the second game. So you're most likely going to start him. So what you need to do, uh, Jalen Rieger is rostered only in 58% of the ESPN leagues. So what you need to do is pick him up, keep him on your bench, and if Cooper is a last-minute scratch, you won't feel too bad starting Rieger instead of some random Joe you would be starting on Sunday. Yeah. I like Rieger. We all know. I like Devontae Smith. The millions of fans that have listened to this podcast through through four weeks know that I'm big on Jalen Rieger this year. So, yeah, Devontae Smith also, 
Like I'm sure either one. I don't know what. what I wonder what Smith's uh, rostered percentage is. Probably a little bit higher. Yeah, slightly higher probably. Um, but yeah, again, either way, we know that this NFC these NFC East matchups, especially in primetime, always make for like crazy, crazy games, right? Crazy games, obviously living in Dallas and being around so many Cowboys fans, uh, you tend to have like big parties and stuff when you're watching these games and they always end up like not disappointing in terms of the result. Yeah. And so it should be good. Again, Cowboys offense, uh, looks really good. We have some injury concerns from the receiver side, uh, Pollard has kind of had a coming out party, puts a little bit of less pressure on Zeke. And so it allows both of them to kind of eat and keep both their legs fresh, which is nice. Uh, Dax looked good. Cowboys defense, again, you you hit on that. They're, they've been one kind of difference, I guess, difference factor for me is if that defense looks like how they look week two, like if that's a, if that's a level of consistency they can maintain, then that offense is scary as shit on paper. Yeah. And that if that defense is even average, the Cowboys are a team to be reckoned with. I mean, I, I would say I'd argue they're the team to beat in the NFC East. Um, yeah. I, th- I still think the Eagles need to show us more just because their one solidified victory yeah, was against the Falcons. They're too young. Yeah, too and they're young. very young, very young, right? And so, um, yeah, the, the, as much as we shit on the Cowboys or hate on the Cowboys, they look very, very good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think yeah, they're, they're a young team, um, but... Cowboys are a little bit more polished there in, yeah. in that sense. Speaking uh, of Paul, don't forget about Pollard. This is something to watch out for this game. He might be taking a lot of Zeke's carries. We'll see how that goes. Who's the vulture and who? Yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for another edition of that on our next episode. <laughs> yeah, this this is going to be a great game. Again, Monday Night Football in Dallas. Stadium's always popping. Uh, division rivalry, right? There, there's a lot of animosity between these two teams, I feel like. And so I, I think it should make for a great game. The, one of the few Cowboys games I went to was uh, Cowboys versus the Eagles mm-hmm. like four years ago. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> one of my my friends, uh, uh, shout out to Aaron Abraham for giving us Hall of Fame uh, tickets hey. at the 50-yard line. I looked back. Damn. I was there. I turned around and looked back behind me. You and still friends with that guy? Yo, hook us up, bro. Yo, Aaron, I'm about to slide into your DMs, <laughs> <Yeah>. bro. <laughs> uh, I, I turn around and I see um, the great Emmett Smith. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was really wow. cool. That stadium is amazing. Dude, you know why I kind of remember that game? Yeah. Was that was that a Monday night game? Was that a pri- Sunday, Sunday night or Monday Sunday night? Yeah. yeah. And I remember the Eagles had uh like their second or third string running back starting, and I had to start them in my fantasy and ended up dropping like forty points. Mm. I you probably have the best memory when it comes to this. I'm trying to I cannot for the life of me think of his name. Is it Boston Scott? No, no? not Boston Scott. Is before, before Boston Scott. Is before Boston Scott. It was the guy that was basically Lashawn McCoy's backup. I feel like. Who was who was Lashawn McCoy's backup for like five oh, weeks man. and he like killed it fantasy towards the end of the year? Oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, dude, I know. I'm thinking about it too. We have to Google this. That w- I want to say that was 2014. Okay, Lashawn McCoy backup Eagles 2014. Yeah, man. I Gosh, can't. I'm get, it's like a B name or something. No, what is it? But Bryce something. Is that right? <laughs> Bryce Brown. It was Bryce Brown, right? Bryce Brown. Wasn't it Bryce Brown? Bryce Brown. It's got to be. Okay. Well, let's not make the podcast people wait too long for this. We'll come back to that. Yeah. We'll come back. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was Bryce Brown. But anyways, yeah, dude, th- 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 their games are always insane. Yeah. This is the game to end the week in week three. So uh, I think we're going to end it with a bang. Um, look for, you know, again, anything can happen. So it- it'll definitely be something to watch out for. That's the last game on the board for the week. Um, again, we wanted to run through those quickly. A lot of great games on the board. A lot of games where it seems like it could go either way. So that makes for a fun week. Uh-huh. Um, if, if you guys have any questions that we didn't cover, or if you guys have more questions in depth about what we talked about, hit us up on social media. 
Yeah. The only playbook everywhere you look except Twitter where we're only playbook. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know if our uh, our assessment is just like, that, that's crazy. Why yeah. would you even? If we're dumb and we sound yeah. stupid just and ridiculous, <laughs> tell us. We want to know. We want to know what we sound like and what you guys think of our opinions. Yeah. We value, we value your thoughts on our opinions. We do. You matter. Yeah. Sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> um, kick us, kick us off here with, uh, one of our last segments, uh, show it. Give us some, uh, mind blowing stats. All right. Okay. So first off, we've got Derek Henry. So Derek Henry was hit, uh, within the one yard line or behind the line of scrimmage. 26 of 35 carries. Right. Damn. Wow. That's a lot. A hundred, a hundred sixty of his hundred eighty-two total rushing yards were after that first contact. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. So, he's a beast. He's, he's it so makes so much sense that he had like forty fantasy points. <laughs> Just feed him the ball. They literally cannot ta- tackle him. Yeah. Next up, we've got the Buccaneers. They're the first team in NFL history to score at least thirty points and win in nine straight games, including playoff. Jeez. I mean, you know, yeah. Whatever. Like, Expected. Yeah. Cool. 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 <laughs> but, but. Brady was also the starting quarterback for that for the only other streaks that reached eight games. That's hilarious. So, so Brady eight, owns, yeah. yeah. Brady owns a record and he owns the second record. Yeah. He owns us all. Brady owns everything. <laughs> Brady <Yeah>. go. <laughs> all right. Last but not least, we have uh, Teddy B. Uh, he, Shout out. He has thrown deep more than any other quarterback in the first two weeks of the season, right? Mm-hmm. Despite that, they lead the NFL in time of possession. So they're explosive and they've got ball Damn. control. So well, that's, what happens. that's what happens Broncos. when you got 200-yard rushers in two games. <laughs> that's what happens when you have the easiest schedule in the entire league <laughs> there, as well. There, there is true. that. But, no, that is impressive. That's yeah. f- and you would not yeah. expect Teddy Bridgewater to lead the league in deep passes. That's not really his MO. Yeah, man. Amazing. I love that guy. Appreciate the stats, man. Yeah. Those, those, are, all, those, those are, all, are all the stats. What's that? Those are all the stats. Those are all the stats. Nice. That's all you got. Good stuff. That's all I got. I'm just kidding. I'll have more I wanted next time. more. I just yeah. always want more stats. Oh, man. Dude, such a stat nerd. <laughs> um, let's end this episode and end this show with what we've been doing for the last two weeks. Obviously, you guys know we started a survivor pick where we're picking a one team to win every week for 17 weeks. You cannot pick the same team twice. And we've actually made a rule in house that two people can't pick the same team in the same week. And so first week Shashot started. Last week you started. Uh, so this week I'll kick us off. Shashot's 2-0 so far. Shovitz 1-1. I'm also 2-0. I'm starting us off. Week 1, I took the Panthers. Week 2, I took the Bucks. This week, uh, I am going to roll with the Tennessee Titans, who are going to be at home against Indianapolis Colts. Colts Damn. have too many question marks on the on, on their offense. Uh, defense is not playing up to par. Again, when you have that many question marks at the quarterback position of all positions, and we just talked about how Derrick Henry is basically impossible to tackle, <laughs> yeah, right, right. and they're at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. So I'm going to take the Titans as my survivor pick for week three. Uh, Shisho, who you got? It's a good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. Just, let's just beat up on this rookie a little bit more. Just anti-Jets. Every team the Jets play. Honestly, why would you not, right? Yeah. Why would you not? You're probably going to go 15-2 and two if you pick that. Maybe 16-1, <laughs> and one, maybe 17-0. Yeah. Man, you guys have some really, really good matchups. So I'm going to piggyback can I off guess, that. Can I guess what yours is? You know is? what? Yeah, you can. Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. 100%. Classic. 100%. Arizona Cardinals versus Jacksonville Jaguars. They are going to demolish them, bringing me up to 2 one Hopefully, your all's teams loses, and uh, <laughs> I'll be right back in it. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm planning on going undefeated, man. So good yeah. luck. You're already behind the eight ball. So. Yeah, I know. And, uh, and you took our team up. week one. That's yeah. a, the ironic part in that. What, what, what did we learn last week, right? You know, be humble, 
You know, you might yeah. be two and zero, yep. but it's a long season. Yep. I could go and two and fifteen. You, yeah, I could absolutely go two and fifteen. That right? would be. I would bet my left nut that wouldn't happen. <laughs> I appreciate the faith in me. I, I know football a little bit better than that. I agree. Um, but no, those, that's a good pick. Uh, I like Shishot's Broncos pick. Obviously, at home against the Jets. The Jets are so awful. Um, and yeah, I like my pick. Obviously, that's why I picked it. So those are your survivor picks for Week Three, guys. Um, can't wait to see how that unfolds. That is everything that we had for you guys. Again, I, we appreciate you guys sticking around, listening through the whole thing. Uh, again, like we mentioned earlier, give us feedback. Let us know what you like listening to. Let us know what you don't like listening to. It help it helps us put out stuff that you know actually you want to listen yeah. to. So um, again, we want to be as interactive as possible because we want to put out what you guys want to hear. And so um, keep up to date with our Instagram, uh, our TikToks our Twitters where we're going to update you on injuries and, and anything that's important and relevant leading up to Sunday. Um, but anything else you guys want to add? Yeah. Just don't forget. We have multiple forms of podcasting. So I know some of you have Spotify. Some of you don't have Spotify. So what do we, what do we add this week? Shovit? Anchor FM. Anchor it, FM. So right. easy. So easy. Yeah. All you have to do is type anchor FM and we'll send you links all over the place. So just click on it. You don't need an app. You don't need nothing. You can just listen to it right away. Right. And for you anti-Apple people, we also are on Google Podcasts. That's Google right. Podcasts. Android bros. Shout oh, out to the Android bros. All five of you out yeah, there. They don't deserve a lot of shout outs and there's not many of them, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those green messages. <laughs> Dude, they're so <laughs> annoying. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely, guys. Give us a listen, no matter where we're at. YouTube, obviously, we have the video we put out there as well. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for tuning in. We are the only playbook. See you next time. Bye.